morning, everyone. I don't know how to follow that. It says in uh, Ephesians 5, Paul gives exhortations often in, in the Word for thanksgiving. And three guesses of what the sermon's going to be on today. <laughs> thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, in case you didn't know. But Paul gives an exhortation in, in Ephesians 5, and he said, The days are evil. Be wise as you live, because the days are evil. And then it goes on, and a couple of verse later it says, always give thanks. Give thanks continually. And the days were evil in Paul's time. He says, in, in spite of that, you don't, give, you don't give thanks for the evil. You give thanks in the midst of it. You give thanks to God for what he's done, for who he is. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is thanksgiving. Is thanksgiving. Being thankful. Remembering what we're thankful for is a very good thing. And if I go back to when I was a younger man, we would often have Thanksgiving dinner and we'd go around the, around the table and everyone would share, I'm thankful for this and what are you thankful for? And then my dad always took mine and I'm like, shoot, what am I thankful for? And then you come up with something and you find something and we're all thankful, right? In a way, this sermon is best given six months from now in some ways because as we read throughout the Bible, there's a constant encouragement and reminder to be thankful. To, to not just give thanks, but to be thankful for what we have. And why is there a constant reminder? It's because we need reminding. Sometimes we forget to be thankful. Sometimes our eyes are on the waves and we forget what, who God is and what he's done and what we have and just the, the solid rock that we stand upon. So as we practice thanksgiving, as we look into the word today, this is really just to bring our eyes back on Jesus Christ. Really bring our, our, our feet again on God. Remember who we are as Christians, what he's done for us, and then let's be thankful and let's start there. In the midst of anything, in the midst of everything. I mean, think of your kids, right? And I have, I have kids, and as they grow up, what's one thing you say to your kids often? When someone gives them something, what do you say? And they look at you like, what? They say, thank you. Oh, thank you. And then, they, and then they grow up, and eventually, they say, thank you. Without, really, what do you say? Without that, right? And it's amazing. And the transition, I love it. Kids, wherever you are, I love it when you say thank you. When they say thank you and they mean it. Because there's a maturing there. Right? And I think that God's looking for that from us as well. It's just that maturing, continual maturing and thankfulness towards him. Because it's good for us to be thankful. It's good for us to live that way. Amen? Amen. This is something we can grow in as we understand more of God's grace. It leads us to thankfulness. As we understand more of God's grace, it leads us to being more thankful. There's no other answer to a revelation of God's grace and what he's done is just to simply say thank you. To live a successful Christian life and to grow in intimacy and maturity, we must practice thanksgiving. It's not just an add-on. Sometimes in our prayers, we'll, 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 you know, we're going through our list and, and we'll get to, oh, right, and thank you, Lord, for this, thank you, Lord, for that, tick, 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 tick. But it's, it's a heart of thankfulness. It's a heart of gratitude God's looking for. Not just an add-on, but an approach. And we see in Psalm 100, very familiar. Very familiar passage to us. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. You must enter the gates, this is looking at the old temple, this is David writing this, to get into the, into the place where God is, 
You go into the gates, then you go into the courts, then you get nearer and nearer to the Lord. But the first step is getting through the gates. You can't get in the courts without getting through the gates. Right? And the key to get through the gates is thanksgiving. That's how important it is for God. That's how important it is for us to be thankful, to practice thanksgiving. This is the prescribed way of coming before God. I mean, you think of someone wandering around the temple and they want to go meet with God and they're looking around, the, the gates are closed and they, they're, they're wondering, God, where are you? They're trying to throw their prayers over, right, to find God. And sometimes God in his grace will answer prayers like that. But he gives us a key here, gives us a prescribed way. What's the key? We'll find the door. Okay, the gates are here. Here's the key. The key is thanksgiving. Give thanks to God. Set your mind right. You get into the gates. Praise the Lord. And you enter his courts. You draw nearer to God. This is the prescribed way. Often when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when you're fearful, we forget these things. That's why the Bible continually reminds us, practice thanksgiving. It's good for us to do so. It gets our mind right, gets us into that place with God, nearer and nearer to the Lord, where our prayers change. The atmosphere changes. How many of you ever prayed anxious? Who, okay, don't raise your hand. There's one hand, one person here has prayed anxious. I have two, so there's two of us. Right? You pray, uh, no, I'm just kidding. You pray in that way, there's now multiple hands up. But you pray in that way sometimes, and you're like, man, I'm just not getting through. Right? I'm just not getting there. And then, you are, and then you remind yourself, okay, hold on a sec. What does God, has for, what does God have for me to, get to, 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 to enter into his presence? To enter into his presence is thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that I'm saved. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you for your hand upon me. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you that the way is open, the veil is torn, Lord. Thank you that you did it all. And then you praise the Lord, and everything changes. The atmosphere changes. Your prayers change. Because now you're, you're not praying against God, trying to get him to do something. You're, you're, you're with the Lord. You've now entered into agreement with him around grace, thanksgiving, praise. You're closer. Now you can pray. I hear some amens, but they're quiet. God desires us to come in the prescribed way. Then we come before him. Thanksgiving brings us close to God. John Bunyan said, A sensible thanksgiving for mercies received is a mighty prayer in the Spirit of God. It may seem simple, but it's a mighty prayer. And it's true. When you look through Scripture, thanksgiving is a mighty prayer. Being thankful. The Lord says it for a reason, because it's good for us to come before him with a thankful heart. It prevails with him unspeakably. John Bunyan wrote Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Progress and lived a pretty difficult life as a Christian. And he knew the principle of gratitude, of being thankful. I'm going to attempt to speak to what he says is unspeakable, but there is something that moves the heart of God when we come in the prescribed way. Thank you, Lord. Our eyes are on you. Now, the opposite is also true. And what's the opposite of thanksgiving? Of being thankful. Ingratitude. Right? Ungratefulness. And the Bible has a lot to say about this as well. One scripture is Romans chapter 1, where Paul's talking about those that are, are fallen away from the Lord. He says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. He highlights it here as those who have fallen away, those who have become futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They, neither, they knew God, but they didn't praise him. They didn't glorify him. 
and they did not give thanks to him. That's how important it is to give thanks to God. It's not neutral. It's not a neutral. God's given us a prescribed way of coming before him. Thankfulness and praise. Thanksgiving. Hearts full. Now, as a younger, as a younger man, I had a foolish heart. Growing up in the church, and I don't say young man because I'm still quite young, but a younger man. I believed in God. I believed in the Lord, just like you see in Romans chapter 1 here. For although they knew God, I knew God, but he was far off. I did not know him as my personal Lord and Savior. I did not have a relationship with God. My sense of God growing up was that he was far off and kind of waiting for me to screw up. That's, I'm just being honest. That was, my, that was my relationship with God. It was not personal. I did not know the love of God. I did not experience the presence of God. I had such an awareness of sin even as a young person, I would read the Bible and there's passages that would speak to me. We memorized the, the law when I was young in our church. And I knew the law and it was constantly, that schoolmaster leading me to Christ, but it didn't quite lead me there. It was always on my mind, an awareness of self, an awareness of sin. I would strive to overcome sin as a young person. This is my teens. I would strive to overcome. I'd actually write down on my calendar days and, and sins and things like weird stuff. Now, we all got weird stuff. I'm letting you know a little bit of mine. But that's, that's, what, that's, that's before God revealed grace to me. All these things. Trying to strive on my own. Trying a little bit harder every time to make the cut. Trying a little bit harder to please the Lord. Say, oh God, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And then I remember one day when I went to cadets. And we had, I was in a, a, a traditional church. We had cadets and then we had Calvinettes where my sister went. And one day in cadets, I remember this old Dutch farmer was leading the cadets, and it was, the topic was on gratitude. And I remember him talking about being thankful and about gratitude, and as he's sharing with us, all these boys, all these young boys around the table, he started to share about just his own experience and what God has done and gratitude, and he started to tear up. And I remember looking at my friend Sean, Sean Kampstra, if you're watching, and we both looked at each other because, A, you never saw a Dutchman, an old Dutchman cry in our church. It wasn't something that happened, but it was a moment for us where we saw, and I remember, I, I was a moment for me that I still remember, is this guy knows something I don't. There's, there's a relationship this man has with the Lord that I don't have. Because I've never been thankful like that. I've never expressed gratitude like that. I was, it was me. I was, I was trying harder, trying harder. This guy had rested in the grace of God, and he was trying his hardest to express it to the boys. Like, guys, this is, this is life. This is where your life starts. And I remember that moment, and I, it, it, it stuck with me for a while. I didn't have the same experience of the grace of God that this man had, however. A few years later, I moved away, and I got involved, again, moving away from a small town, coming to a bigger city, got involved in a spirit-filled church, met some other Christians, and again, that, that similar sense of, man, they got something I don't. There's a peace with God here. There's a, there's a love of the Lord here. There's a sense that God loves them, that they know that God loves them, and he's near. And I got desperate, and I started to pray. And I think desperation leads to prayer. If desperation leads to prayer, you're on a good path. And eventually, God revealed himself to me. Something had to change. I was praying to God. Someone had to change, and it wasn't going to be God. It had to be the Lord revealing that to me. What am I missing? Because it's clear that I'm missing something. And eventually I met the Lord. 
I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. God gave me a revelation of the grace of God that has changed my life from that moment to today. I wouldn't be standing here today, and many of you wouldn't be sitting here today unless God revealed his grace to you. There was something of the Lord that happened to me. And for me, it was, it was very important that God change my thinking about this because I've been thinking wrong, and then the Lord had to do something. He had to reveal something to me, and we all had these moments. But I remember the moment. I remember where I was. I remember everything when God revealed to me that he was the author of my faith. I've been trying my whole life to write out my own story as the author of my, of my faith. I was the author. I was writing the story. I couldn't finish the sentences, though. I knew the story was supposed to be better than it was, but I couldn't do it. And God revealed that the very faith I had to even come before him and to pray and to get desperate, everything he was the author of, everything God was the author of, everything good in my life, everything he was the author of, I had to come to the end of myself before God could really start to use me, start to work in me, reveal himself to me. And I just thank God for that moment. Up to that point, I was trying to write my own story. But God righted my thinking. He revealed something to me that changed me. I stopped trying to do what I couldn't do. And that voice in the back of my head, and if you're, if you're here today and you still have that voice, God wants to silence that voice of, oh, you just got to try harder. It's in you. You just got to find it within yourself. The goodness is inside. The goodness is not inside. The ability to overcome sin is not in us. It's, God, it's a gift from God. It's resting on him. God addressed that voice, and he silenced it. And when I hear that voice start up again, I have to silence it. I have to silence it because it starts with God, and that's where thanksgiving comes in. Nick is going to talk in the coming weeks from the book of James, to live by faith and to put your faith into action. But the very substance of that faith starts as a gift from God. We are here but by the grace of God. The most precious thing in this room is the, sub, is, is the gift of faith, that substance, that measure of faith he's given to each one of us. And he's given it. It starts with him. So what do we say in light of all that? And I share my story a little bit. To get, God brought me to the point of a revelation of the emptying of myself and my own striving, and I simply had to say, thank you, Lord. I simply had to say, thank you, God. Not thank you, but. Not thank you, and. But just thank you. Lord, thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you did that I could never do. Thank you that you're the author, that you're the giver of all good things. There was a thankfulness. And the grace of God leads us to thankfulness. The grace of God, the revelation of the grace of God, the goodness of God, that it's all been done, that he's, he's the author, that he's the creator of everything, the very air we breathe. God holds us together by the power of his word. Every cell, everything, he, it all comes from him. What do we have that we haven't been given? Nothing. Sometimes we think we bring, you know, God's, uh, God's got something in me. You know, it's a good thing he saved me. Right? No, no, no. Silence that. But by the grace of God go we. But by the grace of God. Every good and perfect gift is from him. Time is from him. Everything. The first prayer of the day I often pray, when Dana and I pray in the morning, is thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord. It's just laid out before me. It's empty. How's God going to fill it? Thank you, Lord, for this day. It's a good way to start your day. Enter his gates. The grace of God leads us to thankfulness, and being thankful 
is a right response to the grace of God. That might seem like the same statement, kind of backwards, but it's important. Because we, as we look at grace and our response to grace, which is thanksgiving, that's the appropriate response to receiving the grace of God or, or God revealing it to you. We see those two words throughout Scripture, and actually they're translated different ways, or through these two different words in different translations. I'll give you an example. Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. That's the NIV. In the King James, you see, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And when you look at that word in the Greek, it's the word charis, which is the word for grace. But it's also translated as thanksgiving, being thankful. That revelation of God's grace leads us to thanksgiving. And being thankful is an appropriate response to God's grace. They are tied together in language in the New Testament. And you even see them tied together in our language. Because even tonight, when you're having Thanksgiving dinner, someone's going to say, oh, who'd like to say grace? Right? And other, other people might say, who'd like to give thanks? It's because historically these two words are so closely linked in the Bible. Look at Spanish. What's Spanish for thank you? Gracias. The root is grace. What's Portuguese for thank you? What's Italian? Mario. Grazie. It's all grace. Grace and thanksgiving go together. They go together. Thanksgiving is an appropriate response to grace. If you're having trouble entering God's presence, if you're having difficulty, and you just feel like, Lord, I'm, I'm praying and I just don't feel like I'm, I'm doing anything, start to thank the Lord. Get your eyes off your lists. Get your eyes on to God. Just thank Him for who He is. Thank Him for what He's done. The list is long once you start thanking Him. It sets you right. It allows you to remember the grace of God. Now, Paul often mentions thankfulness in his letters. As he's giving letters to the churches, he wrote a lot of letters. He said, send this to this church. When they're done with it, send it somewhere else. When they're done with this letter, send it somewhere else. And in almost all of his letters, he gives an exhortation to be thankful. And why is that? Because Paul knows that we need reminding. The church needs reminding. As they're all sharing these letters with each other, they're all reading it. They go, okay, be thankful. Right. Paul said that. And it's important that we do that. It's very important that we're thankful. Philippians 4. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Are you anxious when you pray? Are you anxious in general? Give thanks, is what he's saying. Be anxious for nothing, but in prayer, give thanks. It's a guideline. It's a guardrail. It directs your prayers. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. That's a promise in the Bible. Are you anxious? Okay, thank God, and the peace of God will be given to you, will guard your hearts and your mind. Practice thankfulness. Practice thanksgiving. Don't have it off on the side. Bring it in the forefront of your prayers. Bring it into your prayers more often. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. It sets you right. Make requests. Of course, he says, make requests here. Let your requests be made known to God, but don't forget to give thanks. 
Colossians 3. And this one's awesome. Because three times in this little passage here, one paragraph, Paul reminds the readers to be thankful. Three times, because it's important. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ, hymns and songs, sing it to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So Paul's just again and again reminding the people, give thanks, give thanks, be thankful. He doesn't say in here, be thankful when you feel like it. He says, no, be thankful. Doesn't matter what your feelings are. Doesn't matter what your circumstances are. This is an everyday life passage for everybody. And at the end there, just in case you weren't clear, he says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, whatever it is, do it giving thanks to God. Whatever it is in your life, do it giving thanks to God. Not just when you feel like it, not just when it's convenient, but practice thankfulness, thanksgiving. It puts us in the right order. It guards us against foolishness. If you look at those who fell away, their hearts were darkened, they had a, a foolish heart. Their minds were darkened, foolish heart. It guards you against that, being thankful, remembering who God is, what he's done. Puts your eyes on God. Ephesians chapter 5. Be careful then how you live. We talked about this one at the very beginning. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The days were evil in Paul's time. Are they evil today? Yes, they're still evil today. You look around the world and there's many evil things happening today. There's corruption, there's conspiracies, there's all of these different things. There's wars with Israel right now at this moment. We don't pray for the war. We pray in the midst of what's going on. We pray in the midst of it all. We still thank God in our prayers. We pray for these people, but we still thank God for who he is and what he's doing. Give thanks always in the midst of any trial, in the midst of these evil days. Give thanks always. And last one from Paul. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you. The will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So you might struggle with, what's, the, what's God's will for my life? You can start here. God said it very clear. What's his, what's his will for you? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. Start there and the Lord will lead you. You're in a good place. And everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you. It's God's will for your life. Pretty clear. Someone comes and asks you, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Lead him right here. Good place to start. Every situation, every circumstance, he says, and everything give thanks. Now, people might not know where to start giving thanks. Psalm 100 gives us some insight here. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. Thank him for his goodness. His mercy is everlasting. Thank him for his mercy. And his truth endures to all generations. These things are not going to change based on your circumstances. God is good. Thank him for his goodness. His mercy is everlasting. That means all the time. Thank him for his mercy. And thank him for the truth and for revealing the truth to us. Whatever the circumstance, you can always bring it back here. John Wesley has an amazing quote. 
I didn't write down on my notes, but I have here. He says, thanksgiving is inseparable from true prayer. It is essentially connected with it. He, he believed if you prayed, thanksgiving was inseparable from prayer. That's, that's his heart's attitude. And you see that through the scriptures here. That's the heart attitude of coming before God, is there's this thanksgiving into your prayers. Bring it more in. Bring it more in. It'll change your outlook. It'll change your prayers before God. And John Wesley was a man who was saved at 35 years old. And he was saved because he was on a boat going across the Atlantic Ocean, and there was a big storm. And he was a priest in a church back then. And he was going across the ocean, and a big, big storm started up, and the boat was rocking, and it was going to break apart. And he saw a family of Moravian missionaries, and they were singing and praising God in the midst of the storm and thanking God for his goodness. And the, the storm passed, the boat survived, it sailed to shore, and he, it changed him. That was a moment for John Wesley when he saw that and he couldn't unsee it. Because he was holding on for dear life and scared of death. And here was a family thanking God in the midst of the trials, in the midst of this circumstance. And he said, I need what they have. I need that peace. I need to know God. And that changed his life. And he got saved. And he started the Methodist church and changed the whole of England when you look at the history. But it was that moment of seeing praise and thanksgiving in the midst of trial that opened his eyes. May we have our eyes opened in the midst of any trial, any circumstance, like he did. Again, and just a, a reminder for all of us, when you're in the midst of it, just open your eyes. Look at God. Don't look at the circumstances. And the Lord will lead you through it. Praise him, thank him in the middle of it. That's not always easy, but it's very important. Amen? Please stand with me. The call and response of amen. Come on, worship team. Lord, we do thank, come before you today, God, this Thanksgiving day. And we recognize you, Lord. You said you will never leave us or forsake us. And we just thank you, God, for saying that. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us. Thank you for the grace of God. Thank you, Lord, for the moments that we each have in our lives to look back on. And I pray, Father, for, for moments, Lord, going forward, for just a revelation of the grace of God afresh, Lord. We come before you as sons and daughters, Lord, and that's, that's a thank you to you, God. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for all you're doing right now, Lord. Thank you for life. Thank you for the rest of this day, Lord. Thank you for the rest of this week, God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing, God, that we don't even see, that we will never see this out of eternity. We just thank you, Lord, because we know you're working. And we honor you this morning, God. We pray for eyes that need to be opened this morning. I just pray they be open, Lord. We, we desire to thank you. We desire to praise you. We desire to come before you in the right way, Lord. And we just pray for a shifting in our own lives where it needs to happen. Lord, that you would receive the glory, that you would lead us in, Lord to more efficient prayer, more effective prayer in the midst of everything, God. We honor you. We thank you. You're awesome, God. In Jesus' name, amen.